Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Genlis, the podcast that's here to help you break free, be you, and unleash your inner brilliance. I'm your host, Jen, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get out of a job that you hate by leaning in to what lights you up. Let's dive in. Hey there, friend. It's Jen. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a Thursday thread. It's a Thursday thread. It is a Thursday thread. We are threading out a little piece from Rob Walker's episode on Tuesday. Question for you. Did you go on a color walk? If you haven't listened to Rob's episode from Tuesday yet, totally okay. I'll explain right here and now what a color walk is. You go on a walk. As you go on a walk, you decide to pick a color. After you pick that color, you notice that color on your walk. Now, why would you go on a color walk? A color walk brings you into the present moment. It brings you surprise. It brings you delight. Allow yourself to do it if you haven't tried it. If you did do it, what did you think? What did you think? Was it fun? Did it surprise you? Did it delight you? Did you hate it? (laughs) Did you notice that color walks are not your thing? Did you notice that color walks are your thing? How did you feel about it? I would love to hear. So something that Rob talks a lot about is what he calls the art of noticing. Something that I talk a lot about is something that Rob calls the art of noticing. It's powerful. In fact, when I really sat down and thought about why is it that I want to have Rob on this podcast so badly, so badly, I asked him a year ago to come on the podcast. I asked him again and again to come on the podcast. And finally, we were able to connect and come onto the podcast. Why did I care so much about him coming on? What I realized is that really the impetus for untethering is noticing. Because if you don't notice that you're in a life that's not lighting you up, if you're just going through the motions and you're going day to day and you're living in all the ways that is expected of you and you're just going and doing all the things and you're helping all the people and never thinking of yourself, you're just, you're not even noticing what you want. How can we live a life that is true to us, a life that lights you up if you don't even know what you want? It's not possible. You've got to know. You've got to connect with yourself. And we live in this world where there's just just this war on our attention. And it's time for you to take the power back. Like you don't even, here's the thing. You don't even need to be in the war. (laughs) You don't have to be a participant. Be Switzerland. You don't have to be a participant in this war on your attention. Just allow yourself to be that's what the color walk does for you. He has there's so many activities by the way in this book that he has called the art of noticing, of course. And one of them is to look up. Like how often do we look up? And just look up. Notice what's up. You know, we often we look straight and we look down at our phones a lot. We don't look up. And when you do, you see new things. It brings you into the present because our brains like filter There's no way that you could possibly absorb all of the things that are coming at your brain all day. It's impossible. Your brain is a genius and it tunes so many things out. It tunes out almost all of the information that is coming your way. But when you uh, allow yourself to be in a new experience, which travel does for us, right? 
we go to a new place, we suddenly notice everything. I moved from Kansas to the Pacific Northwest. I was like, what in the world? This is so new, so different. All the things were so new and so fun. Well, I've been here for two years and things don't look the same as they did to that fresh Kansas brain, right? But what something like the color walk and what looking up can do for you, your brain's not used to it. It gives it a new, fresh perspective and it brings you into the present. It focuses your mind in a whole new way that you weren't focusing before because it's not filtering anymore. It's not filtering all the things out. That's why another thing that you can do is like brush your teeth with your left hand, those kinds of things. It's just getting your brain out of that filtered state and into a nice, fresh state. And this can be so powerful. It's why we practice and why I preach to practice this art of noticing and doing activities that help you to kind of shake up your everyday and shake up your brain in that way. Now, how can the art of noticing, you notice the title of this podcast and how I intro this podcast is about work, is about your job. Now, I have been just as guilty as the next person of finding myself waking up in a job that I hate and just waking up every day and just resenting that I have to get up, put on my pants one leg at a time, get all dolled up, get in my car, trudge across that parking lot, you know, swipe my badge, go into the building, walk through that beige building and sit down at my desk. I've lived that life. I've also lived the entrepreneurial life where you do basically that same kind of process, but just living in your home. I've also been a hairstylist where it's like I get up and I I go and I I do my own business physically. Like I know that in all of these situations, we can wake up and feel that same drudgery. <laughs> like we can just start to feel like, is this the life that I want to live? Is this the way that I want to be doing things for the rest of my life? Like we we all wake up in that space sometimes, right? And then all we can think about is getting out of it, getting out of it, getting out of it. What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What what should I really be doing? What would I rather be doing? What are all the things? And that's where we end up spending our time is thinking about the other thing that we think will bring us joy. But what that's doing when we spend that time thinking outwardly, we're not present and here right now and noticing what are the things that really light me up? What is surprising and what is delighting me? That's what's so great about the color walk. You experience this kind of like, oh, that was fun. Oh, that was fun. So what we do in order to help ourselves get out of this, like, I just want to be doing something, anything else. Well, did you know, FYI, by the way, (laughs) you could be doing things that you would rather do right now, right now. Notice the things around you that could be lighting you up. But we get in this space, we get in the space, right? Of like, I don't want to be doing things that light me up in this job because I don't want to be here. So why would I have fun here when I don't want to be here? We think that having fun in the job that we don't like is going to keep us stuck when in fact, it's the other way around. Pining for some other existence and wanting to get out of the job is what's keeping you stuck. That is what is keeping you stuck. It's keeping you tethered to what you don't want. And the way out of those tethers of what you don't want is actually to come into the present and ask yourself, what would be fun for me right now? 
How could I be having fun right now? What looks enjoyable? What could be enjoyable in this moment? But we're not used to that. We're not used to that. So I understand that that can sound wild and it can, you'll resist the heck out of it. You're going to resist the heck out of it. But if you come to work every day and you start asking yourself that question, I guarantee you things will start to shift. You will start to see things that you hadn't seen before because you weren't looking at this job as fun. You were convinced that it's not fun. (laughs) And as you find things that are fun for you, as you start to engage with those things that are lighting you up, that's actually your ticket out of this job that you're not enjoying anymore because you start to let yourself engage in behaviors that are fun. For example, I've I've given this example I think on this podcast before and I've given it to it to my coaching clients many times, but when I was in a job that I did not love, I came to work and I asked that question and I turned around and I saw a project that my boss was working on and I said, "What are you working on?" <laughs> that was the question. But tell me, tell me about this project. What are you working on? And he told me about it. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. All you have to do is follow some little curiosity because that project that I asked him about ended up being my first foray into coaching. And Lord knows I would have never thought that that single question could end up getting me there. But it was an employee focused project that ended up, I had a passion for it. And it just one thing led to another, and it led me to crafting alongside another amazing employee some this basically it was a coaching program for other employees. And now that's what I do. But at the time, I just I couldn't have seen it, but it's that simple curiosity question. And it works time and time again. We have to let ourselves ask it. We have to be open to it. And one of the ways that you can start to allow yourself to be more open to the present moment is doing the activities that Rob teaches in his book, is to start practicing the art of noticing. Notice when you're getting excited in your day-to-day. Notice when you make a decision to do something, if it felt good after you made that decision. If somebody asks you to come to a baby shower and you say yes, but that didn't actually feel good, you don't really want to go, notice that. And then next time somebody asks you to go to a baby shower, say, you know, no, I'm not going to come this time, but I will send a gift. You don't have to go. Like This is how we untether from things is starting to notice, did that light me up saying yes to it? You're not obligated to do anything for anybody. Well, I mean, if you have children, you probably need to keep them alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep ourselves alive, but truly you're not obligated to anyone but yourself. And the more you start to do things for yourself that light you up, the more you're lighting up the world. We think that we have to do all these things for other people. And even in your job, you think you have to do all these things for other people, but when is the last time in your job that you stopped and asked yourself, is this fun for me? Do I enjoy doing this? Oh, what if I did more of that? And let yourself do it. Let something that you're doing that you think you're the only one that is holding up this organization, don't do it next time. See what happens. Just watch what happens. It's an experiment. It's a social 
experiment. You're a scientist. The more that we can treat life like we are scientists, and that's what noticing is about. It's what scientists do. It's what researchers do, right? They put two and two together, and then they watch what happens. We're all just living, breathing science experiments. Like literally, you have like mites and all sorts of stuff living on your human body. I don't want to freak you out or anything, not to scare you, but there are millions of mites all over your body. <laughs> but truly, truly, let's start treating life less like it's just so dang serious and more like it's a science experiment. And I say this like fully admitting that I get caught up in all of this stuff and it's why I'm so passionate about it. Like anybody who talks about anything, anybody who researches anything, anybody who like really loves what they do, it's because they themselves probably have struggled with it. And so it has developed an interest, right? And I remember feeling so much shame when I very first was in college. I wanted to get a psychology degree. That's what I started to study. And then eventually I realized some things about the way that we study psychology that I didn't love. And so I I went out of it. And that's neither here nor there. But I remember somebody saying to me, psychologists are just messed up people who are trying to figure themselves out. And I felt a lot of shame around that. I felt like, oh. I guess that makes me a messed up person. But as I have come to develop and grow as an adult who really genuinely is so fascinated by why humans do what they do, I'm like, yeah, actually, I do have some things that I myself am trying to figure out about myself. And that's why I'm interested. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let's just remove the shame around all of those sorts of things. Let's remove the shame around that. You don't like your job. You can admit, you can both admit, I don't like this job and I would like to get out of it and make a decision that today, tomorrow, whenever the next time that you show up to work, I'm going to decide to have the most fun I possibly can in this job. It's not going to get you stuck. It's your ticket out. Having fun today in this job is your ticket out. And the more you trust that and the more that you just release and surrender to that, the probably faster you're going to get out of there. Now, we always have to, this is an interesting thing that Rob and I kind of mentioned in the conversation. It's like, we want to do it for the end. We want to do it so that, and at the same time, it's actually the practice of the art of noticing, the practice of joy, the practice of creativity and fun is actually totally releasing that outcome but we're so human. And so we know it's like the outcome is, is the thing. Like, yes, we know we want to get out of the job that we hate and we're going to like bless and release that into the universe. Cool. That's, that's the ideal goal, but I'm going to like untether myself from that while I just have some freaking fun. And I let myself do things in this job that actually do light me up and stop doing the things that don't watch what happens. Be that scientist. And I would love to hear if you do a science experiment at work and you're like, I'm just not going to do that thing that it seems like if I don't do it, you know, I was that person who when I went on vacation, it's like, I just thought I had to prepare everybody for everything because my gosh, this this job, they just are not going to be able to handle me being gone for an entire week. And you know what? They didn't need me to do 
any of that, right? Everybody are full capable human beings who can pick up and support where it's needed. Yes, it's kind to your coworkers to help prepare them and they're going to survive without you. So that would be my little issue to you. Let's do it. Let's do a science experiment. Two part. What is one thing that you can try not doing and watch what happens? Something you don't love doing. Watch what happens if you stop. You can always pick it back up. And yeah, you might have like a little bit of a mess to clean up, but you know how to clean up a mess, right? You're fully capable of that. So let it happen. Watch what happens. See if anybody might pop in and take care of it. Somebody that might enjoy it a little bit more than you. Just watch what happens. And then do something fun. When you go to work tomorrow, the next day, what is something that actually would be fun in this job? And see what comes up for you. Report back. (laughs) Teacher wants to hear. (laughs) I would love to hear what happens for you. And maybe it's hard. Maybe you don't think of anything. And that's okay too. But keep coming back with those two questions and see what arises. For our breath today, we are going to do, no surprise here, a simple art of noticing. Taking a nice deep breath into your nose, out through the mouth. One more deep inhale in, filling the belly, expanding on that inhale. Exhaling out through the mouth. And just continuing that flow of inhaling a nice full and complete inhale into the nose, full and complete exhale out through the mouth. Beautiful. As you continue to rotate that breath, noticing the sound of your inhale as it moves in through the nose, Noticing the sound of the air as it escapes through your mouth. Paying keen attention to the sound. And as you continue to breathe, now moving your awareness to the sensation of the air as it moves into your nose and out through the mouth, focusing on the physical sensation, the cool air as it flows in, the warm air as it flows out, feeling the texture of the air on your nose, on your lips. There you go. Now bringing your attention to both the sound and the sensations at the same time as you inhale and exhale 
allowing your awareness to become fully present with those sensations. With those sounds. When you're ready, drawing your last inhale deep into the nose, pausing at the top, exhaling out through the mouth completely, feeling into your feet on the floor, maybe wiggling your toes, taking a nice deep breath into the nose, Pausing at the top, exhaling all that air out through the mouth, moving your awareness down to your feet, maybe wiggling your toes, feeling the sensations of your toes as you move them. If your eyes are closed, opening up your eyes, taking in anything that you see around you, noticing maybe if there's anything that you might not have seen before you began your practice today, just taking a look around through fresh eyes in the room that you are in, in the space that you are in. coming fully back here into the present moment. Thank you so much for enjoying this moment of breath with me and for enjoying this episode. I appreciate so much that you would listen to this podcast. If you did enjoy this episode, this little moment of breath or the exercise that I've issued for you and you want to invite someone else to join in it with you, invitation to share this episode with a friend. You can always take a little screenshot of the image on your phone and share it on social media. You can tag me untethered Jen on Instagram, or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I will always share your posts if you tag me. Thanks again for listening. You just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. I'll see you next time.